Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White.
How's everyone doing out there? This is your host, Mary Brown, host of the Great Liberators Radio Show. Um, I'm joined by Kenya White. Kenya, are you there? Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a, I had a, I had a good Father's Day. You know, I had a good Father's Day. So happy. Shout out to all the, all the fathers out there that's doing what they're supposed to do. That's holding holding down the fort and and, and raising their their seeds the way they, the way real men do. Um, so we got a we got a, a good show to, a good show tonight. Um, the topic is is Black Love Dead? That is the fundamental question in the 21st century because it is there seems to be this um, this impending gender war and it's something that's I'm not sure if it's something that that has just ramped up because of social media or what but there seems to be this thing where um, black men and women are at perpetual odds but before we get into that because we actually have a guest a, a guest coming on and she's going to talk about some of um, you know the underlying causes of these divisions that seem to be prevalent in our community amongst black men and black women. And that's Veronica Conway. She's a um, hypnotherapist. So she's going to shed a lot of light into um, the interworkings and the dynamics between black men and black women as it it pertains to relationships. But before we get into that, we got a couple of news stories we wanted to cover, right, Kenya? Yep. I wanted to talk about... what you got? um, I wanted to talk about the man who was given a $75 settlement for um, after being exonerated for being in, um, convicted, wrongfully convicted of rape, and he served mm. 31 years. And, and he got they, $75? Are you serious? Yeah, he got a $75 settlement, and he was it says convicted of rape and burglary charges and sentenced his original mm. sentence was 115 years but he wow. was um he was found not to be guilty because of the DNA evidence and so the Tennessee mm-hmm. gover- governor governor McKinney he mm. exonerated him but in order for him to be eligible to receive up to a 1 million dollar compensation he will have had to have been officially exonerated by the uh, parole board, and they would not recommend mm. him for um, that that official exoneration. Wow, that, that's that they is that is, that is crazy. And yeah, they I let mean, him go, but, but he didn't. You know, he doesn't have any money. Right. What? That's. I said that's I said that's that's ridiculous. Um, the number is six four six five six four nine eight five eight. Again, the number to call is six four six five six four nine eight five eight. Did you hear about the the um, controversy that Target started started with uh, a Father's Day card that they had circulating, and it was on the on the cover. It was a, a picture of a of a black man and black woman, and it had baby it had baby daddy on it. Did you see that? Did you hear about that yeah, story? Yeah, right. What what what? what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you think about that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's 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 obviously it's obvious obviously racist. But if we want to be honest, yeah. as you know, as black men and black women, that uh, it seems that 
too many times that is the case. I mean, when we look at the, you know, the marriage rate, only 29% of uh, black people are getting married. Um, and so, unfortunately, that is, a, that is a title that has become normalized within our, um, within our social spaces and within our culture. Like, and that's something I stated too, how, how that we don't even see the husband and father as, as a synonymous term. We don't see that as synonymous, not, you know, not as, not as black men or black women. And so like, although I do understand the, you know, the racial implications of it, unfortunately, that is, uh, that is a title that is all too prevalent and visible within, within our culture. What, what's the, what's the other story, news story you had? Um, well, I wanted to talk about these uh, Cosby divorce rumors that keep circulating. And oh, I yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. So I was so you, looking around online, and from what I saw, um, lawyers mm-hmm. for the Cosby are saying that that's just a rumor and that she's not looking to divorce him. But the thing about it is is that, you know, even if she divorces him, that doesn't mean that they're not together. That might be a strategic right. move trying to uh, right. that's secure their wealth. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's what that is. I think that's a um, I think that's a you know that's a um, a maneuver to you know to to try and protect his his assets. That's what I think. That is. I mean, it, how long they've been married? They've been married what at least fifty years, right? Yeah, fifty years, fifty one, I think. And someone yeah, so I, me- I doubt. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that someone did tell me that um someone did tell me oh I just lost my train of thought. I had it and then it just hmm. <laughs> But you know what I saw I, I saw another story where they said they said that Bill Cosby lost his um I mean not lost but he fired his he fired his whole uh, his his legal team. Did you see that? That he fired he fired his legal team. I mean, it's crazy that that Bill Cosby is what upward, upwards of eighty years old, and he's facing uh he's facing what ten years in prison, I think. So I yeah. mean, uh, that is that is mind boggling. So yeah, that that divorce is is probably more than likely that is a a legal a legal maneuver. But um, you know, let's 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 pivot to the you know to the meat of the show. It's gonna be a good show. We really want to shed a lot of light on um, a lot of the things that, you know, that tend to hinder um, black male and female relationships. But you know what? You know, earlier this week, we did an impromptu show. I think that was Monday, right, on, on submission, the true understanding of submission, posing, mm-hmm. posing the, the dual questions of do, are black women submissive and do black men understand the, the, the true meaning of, of submission? And... You know, I actually had had uh, you know a brief exchange with a with a sister on the YouTube page, and you mm-hmm. know, like, and and this thing where where they want to try and make make submission a European concept that is not a European concept. That is not mm-hmm. a European concept. Submission is a part of any social structure. Any social structure, in order for it to exist, there has to be there has to be a mode of of adherence to it. Period. And that's what submission is. That is what that is what submission is. And and no one is going to change the definition of submission to appease the sensibilities of of women who frank who quite frankly 
low-key wish to reserve the right to be obstinate, combative, and bellicose. I mean, we have we, we have to be realistic here. If we've had 40 to 50 years of a broken family dynamic, let's not act like sisters automatically know how to how to behave and interact with a man with, with a man in a in a in a way that is functional. Let's let you know we we have to be honest on both accounts as it pertains to the to the men and as it pertains to the women. Uh, so I understand that the 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 total cause of the dysfunction, the sum total is, is emanating from is emanating from the male, is emanating from the man. However, that does not mean that there won't be it won't have a residual effect on the female on the woman. You see what I'm saying? Because because uh, we're counterparts. And I think what has happened because the white male is in the dominant position, he he's thrown off our concepts of dominance, subservience, um, power, strength, and weakness. You see, and I think you know because there's this thing where they want to make it like where submission is a result of of dominating or dominance. No, no, it's not. No, it is not. Submission, submission can be a totally voluntary, voluntary act, and as it pertains to to a man and a woman, that's the way it's supposed to be. Now, you do have brothers who who view it from that European concept of where they want to be dominating and domineering, and they want to dominate and they want to dominate their woman. That is their conceptualization of of, of submission. And then you that's have, on I the other hand, you have sisters. Women. Go ahead. I was just going to say that that is what I think most black women are objecting to they don't object to submission right. i mean you can't compromise without submitting i think we all are right. clear on that it's these guys who are trying to you know feed us subservience and call it submission but see that's the thing Subserv- subservience is is going to be a part of it too because that's not, like when, when i brought it up the the etymological root for the word family is servant. So there's going to be a level of service. But what I want to say is that subservience does not does not necessarily connotate weakness, and dominance does not necessarily connotate connotate strength. You see what I'm saying? Because like check this out when we when we, when we talk about power and what power and what power is when we talk about um, what power is power is the the ability to balance strength. Uh, strength and force. You see what I'm saying? Like we get these, mm-hmm. we get these terms confused and conflated. And so, as a man, just, what gives me, what makes me powerful as a man, is understanding that just because I can dominate my woman doesn't mean I should. And so that get, that yeah. gives me a certain level, a certain level of power. And when you op, and when you operate like that, you create a, a an environment that is conducive. For, for that would make her want to submit, and you're going to submit to. As I said, you're like and see, so long as we keep these um, these myopic views of these of these terms and, and the way they interrelate and work, then there'll always be a certain level of uh, dysfunction within a relationship. Because you know what, um, I think the guy's name I forgot his name. I think his last name was Walker, and he had a, he, he, I saw his post on Facebook. I think Jonathan had tagged me in it, and mm-hmm. he was saying how you know he never he never you know, saw his, his mother and father argue or something like that, something to that effect. And I mean, that's, that's all fine and good, but that's like I told him, I'm never going to make a, make a, make a man or a woman think that they've done something wrong. If they, if they raise their voice, if they get in an argument, the fact of the matter is that when you cohabitate with a person and you're around this person, majority of the time, there's going to be tension. 
that is that is human and that is natural. This thing where we want to sell where we want to sell black black people uh, this sanitized uh, version of what a relationship is and looks like, I think does more harm than good because it gives them a false notion of what it's supposed to be and how it's supposed mm-hmm. to look and how it's supposed to function. I think I think that does more harm than good because the fact that matters that is that that is not the reality. This thing where they're talking about where all these other women submissive, those white women be giving them white men hell in there too. The Asian women too. You know what I'm saying? You go, you're going to argue, man. You're going to have, you're going to have tension. That's just, that's human nature. That is not a failing on the part of women. And it's not a failing mm-hmm. on the part of men. That is a part of human nature. What has to be examined and dealt with is the way we handle that. The way we handle the, 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 the tension the way we process and handle it. But um, we actually have uh, Veronica Conway on, on the, on, in the queue, mm-hmm. so let me bring her in. Mm-hmm. Hey, Veronica. Hello there. Hi there. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we can hey, hear you. Hey, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to uh, you, thank sir. Thank you. Thank you. Big, pop, big <laughs> thank Papa. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we, we brought you on um, – Veronica, so you could, you know, just mm-hmm. because I, I listened to a, a show that you did, um, I don't know how long ago it was, and you were just talking about like the transference of energies, the polarities, mm-hmm. and and you know, mm-hmm. and just these pattern, these behavior patterns that have have been formed within black men and black <clears throat> women, you know, even from yeah. young, as it relates to, yeah. you know, how they interact and. Uh, within their relationship dynamic, and you know, it was it was fascinating the way you were uh, breaking it down. So the the question that yeah, I have for you, you is because you know uh, something that you, a, a phrase that you're hearing a lot right now is this gender war. And so I guess the first mm-hmm. question that I would ask you is, do you believe there's a gender war? And if there is, uh, why? Well, yeah, I think that there is a gender war, and I think that um, because we look at everything sort of three-dimensionally and we look at everything at the surface, uh, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to understand what the underlying energetic dynamics are in our culture and in our relationships Mm -hmm. that lead to this. So if you say that black love is dead, it's because we don't have the correct energetic environment to support love. Um, and I'm going to sound a little bit woo-woo. Um, you know, I've been doing work with – I always say I've been in the Negro business for 20 years. Um, I've served mm-hmm. the black community um, as a coach. I founded the world's first black coaching organization many years ago before coaching was a big thing. Um, I've coached many of leaders and celebrities, you know, in black America. So I've really gotten a chance to take a deep dive into – black people's psyche and how, what causes us to perform and not perform. So I speak about it from this perspective, but I've also had the good benefit to be able to, I studied with a great energy healer, sexual healer for a great many years. And he really piqued me to the game of how polarity works and how we have to understand that this is an energy world, right? This is an energy world. So everything is vibration, right? The, the only reason that, for example, a table looks solid to you is because it's vibrating at a rate that your five senses can't perceive, right? Mm. So, but everything is made up of energy. And what has happened in our community 
is several things. Um, there's been a massive reversal of polarity. So the masculine, right, is one polarity, and the feminine is one polarity, <clears throat> yin and yang, dark and light. Um, and so in order for, for people to be high-functioning, they have to be inside of their correct polarity, right? So what has happened in our community and why you hear so many men complaining that women are too masculine or too brittle is because there's not an environment that supports her in embodying her divine feminine nature. Our environment doesn't support that, right? There's no real opportunity for her to rest and breathe and, 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 and do the things that would have her be able to relax into her divine nature. So, Mm -hmm. and a lot of this comes down to sex. And the reason that you have to understand that um, the man is the electric charge and the woman is magnetic, right? And Mm -hmm. his genitals Mm -hmm. are his positive polarity and his heart is his negative polarity. And her genitals are her negative polarity, and her heart is her positive polarity. And so in healthy conscious lovemaking, this magnetic and this electric charge would get together, and they would together create an electromagnetic charge, right? And that electromagnetic charge is the thing that, you know, healthy high vibration sexuality is a staircase to God. It's a staircase to God, but we misuse it because we are so, we have been tricked into settling for the mechanics of it instead of understanding that the energetics of it would allow us to experience great states of love, great states of bliss. When a woman is surrendered in the throes of an orgasm, in deep, deep surrender, she actually becomes a direct connection to source. The, 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 the Hindus have a term for it. She becomes a direct connection to source. And when a man sees, looks into a woman's eyes and sees her surrender in the moment of orgasm, he comes to know himself as God. And so mm. if we were to be interacting in a healthy way from our right polarities, all of this noise would cease to exist. She would be able to relax and surrender into her feminine nature. He would actually rise in certainty of his divine nature. But because Mm -hmm. the energetics are so thrown off and so mismatched, we are at a battle, we are in a a battle in a gender war, but we don't really know what it is that we're fighting. (laughs) We wow. don't know what it is that we're fighting. So that was a, that was a mouthful. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, that was comprehensive. I, yeah. And uh, what I'm asking is, do you think it's something that that can be can be repaired? Because I'll just tell you from my perspective, the way I view it, mm-hmm. um, when we talk about this this gender war, I don't even really think it's it's, it's a gender war per se. I think you mm-hmm. just have a a plethora of men who refuse to take ownership of 
of the mess that's 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 in mm-hmm. and prevalent within the, our communities and mm-hmm. prevalent within our within our family dynamics. And that goes that's actually speaks to what you were talking about when you talked about the reversal of, of polarities. I think that is the fundamental problem and I think within that you have uh, mm-hmm. women who are who are hand, who are handling what the men obviously aren't. And for whatever reason right. a lot of the brothers have vacated and abdicated those those responsibilities and those duties, and it's not Correct. it's not all black men, but it is enough right. black men. And the, you know, just like right. they'll say things like, "Well, the the hood is a matriarchy." How is it a matriarchy? How is it a matriarchy? It's it, it because the women we see the women with the children and no man there, then that is pre- that is evidence of what the man values. The the men mm-hmm. value they value sex. They don't value family, and they don't value mm-hmm. marriage, and they don't value building. Right. Build, building a family, period. That, right. that, that's what it is. And, and the woman is the woman and the child is just an effect of that. That's my opinion. Right. What would you say? What would you right. say to that? Do you think that's, and, that's and it's a, it's correct? A, it's, a, it's a man. It's a man. I do. And I and I think that if a man was in a masculine polarity instead of in a little boy's posture, right, mm. then right. he would naturally flow and embody what the masculine is supposed to embody, right. But we, 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 we have to understand the impact um, of, you know, I, I do a lot of work in what's called soul retrieval. I work with people at the soul level. And we have wounds that we have at the soul level. And they, and they have proven that um, the starting science is finally catching up with, with what we've known for a long time, which is um, the, the genetic, the, the DNA, the epigenetics, and the way they get handed down and how all the trauma gets handed mm. down has made us quite right. dysfunctional has made us quite mm-hmm. dysfunctional. And so because the man's not in, her, in his right polarity, mm-hmm. then the woman has to flip to the masculine in order to survive. Right. Right? right. But it exhausts her. It wears her out. Right. It makes her brittle. Right. It makes her all of mm-hmm. these things. And understand that women don't just give birth to um, children from men, mm-hmm. she actually gives birth to his consciousness. Mm-hmm. So if he's in a poverty consciousness, she gives birth to poverty consciousness. She, mm-hmm. he, he feeds her with his... So mothers are going to have to do some healing, some serious-ass healing. I don't know if they will, but they're mm-hmm. going to have to. They've got to heal their mama issues, they've got to heal their anger issues, right. and they've got to heal, heal their wounding to be viable enough to stand up and embody the role of masculine. Now, when he does that, he -hmm. will be as fulfilled and as satisfied and as powerful as he could ever hope himself to be. But he has to do that work. Right. 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 And, 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 and that speaks to like, that speaks to uh, the assessment that I have of it because I, you know, I'll, I'll just be, you know, Frank, I think that a lot of brothers are emasculated and they are, they're afraid. I think that because they view their, um, their failure as a foregone conclusion, they, they Mm -hmm. don't try. You see what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. now what you have Mm -hmm. is, we have a group of men because because of what has been perpetuated for the last thirty or forty years concerning the so-called black family dissolution. You have a group of men mm-hmm. who, because they have a built-in excuse 
to to stay mm-hmm. on the sidelines and, and and watch the uh the dis the dysfunction abound. They stand back and they pick at and antagonize the women when the women are basically you know filling in the gap for what for, for right. the ball that they drop. You know, Absolutely. just you know, just to be just to be honest and it, the thing is now is where no level of critique against the black male collective is viewed as valid. And so when that is the disposition from the black male collective, mm-hmm. then how can we how can we really get to any how can we really get to any solutions? I mean, it seems to me that the the first thing that comes out of our mouths when we start talking about the failures of black men is we start automatically defect, defecting uh, deflecting to the women. I like I said, mm-hmm. I have I have yet to see another male group say her too. We're not talking right. about her. That's We're talking right. about you That's as right. the as the male and as the man. It starts with you, you know, just like how, you know, they talk about, well, the mother is the first teacher and, and they use that as a way to absolve themselves from any accountability for the for how these children are turning out. But the, the, the moral imperative and ethic starts with the man because the way you Absolutely. deal with the, the mother of the child as a man is going to inform is going to inform the existence of the child. That's common sense. So if you running well, around here yeah. treating all these sisters like holes and like thoughts and as and as just uh, sperm buckets, then that moral that uh, immoral imperative that you're operating with is going to have an effect not only on the woman but also on the children. And this is what we're seeing playing out. Right. Well, and he's also the first validator of the feminine, right, of the mm-hmm. little girl. So yes. if right. he doesn't give her a model of what healthy masculine leadership and fathership looks like then she will grow mm-hmm. up wounded and hankering, right, hankering for attention, hankering for validation, because it will be a, a hole that is in her soul that he mm-hmm. placed there. So, yeah. Right, right. And, uh, and you know, that that's the thing. And, and that, because you know what, we had on that – other show we had a caller, a, a young sister who called, and then she was just saying that, you know, because she didn't have a father, like she 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 doesn't know what they look for, like she don't know what a what a what a good man is, or you know what I'm saying, or or the mm-hmm. way a relationship is supposed to operate between between a man and a woman, you know what I'm saying? So how can we mm-hmm. how can we how can we just blame the women? That's my thing, you see what I'm saying? Because so it's still mm-hmm. gonna start with the man because it's the 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 example that the man provides informs both the son and the mm-hmm. daughter and that's something that like we'll talk about the effects of fatherless fatherlessness on boys but we don't we don't talk about we don't talk about the girls you see what i'm mm-hmm. saying but right. that essentially what it essentially what it goes back to is you have a lot of brothers who refuse to take ownership and i think it i think it starts there because you, you know what like everybody having all these panels talking about solutions we need solutions there's only one solution in my opinion and that solution is that the mm-hmm. men take ownership period take ownership i think the biggest problem facing our community is apathy Serious, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I agree with that. pervasive yeah. apathy, apathy, right? right? And so, and the longer that we continue to, the, 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 that's the norm in our community, the worse off we become, the worse the economic indicators are, the worse the family outcomes are. It's apathy. 
Mm. Yeah. Right. That's that's absolutely. that's absolutely true. Because like even because you know we did we did a video for you know fathers um for you know for for Black Fathers on Father's Day. It's on our YouTube page at the Great Liberators, and like it's even getting thumbs down. I'm like, how can you thumbs down like a video like that? You know what I'm saying? And then. Mm. Like you got you got you got men and women on that coming still you know bringing the negative comments and stuff like that. I'm like, like I, we're so used to operating and functioning within a toxic environment as it relates to each other yeah. that we'll even we'll even turn something positive in, in, into something negative. Like we're we're wholly yeah. set on that, and and that's you know what I said that too. I said when 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 we say black love, what we really mean is black sex. That is the only yeah. thing it seems like that we can agree on, and 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 what is and what that speaks to is that there's this this habit I think within Black society, and it's it's not an isolated hab- habit, but it, uh, obviously we're the ones who can who can least afford to do it. But there's this habit where we seek to build relationships from from our genitalia out. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like the, the, right. the, the a, a lot of times. The sex is the is the is the whole purpose of the of the interaction and relationship, and this is how come a lot of times like you'll meet a sister, and she'll have a baby that's three months old when her and the baby daddy no longer together, and the reason why is because that child represents uh, at least a nine month time period in which the sex has been compromised, and so because of mm-hmm. that, because there's nothing else nothing else there within the relationship giving it value and giving it meaning. Well then, you know what's what's the, what's the use in in, in, in talking and, and being in, in interaction and connection with each other? You see what I'm saying? Right. Like I think right. our and entire so, value and, and, system is off. Go ahead. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, because we as melanated people who naturally mm. have more energy, like our chocolate mm. skin is a conductor of energy, right. our kinky hair, which is like DNA, is he, spiral mm. to the stars. We, we carry more energy, so we're going to naturally be more sexual. And what's right. a shame about that is that if we knew the power that we could harness for creativity, for manifesting businesses, multi-million dollar businesses, for doing all kinds mm-hmm. of things through the act of sex, if we used it for its higher purpose, its greatest intent, it would be game mm-hmm. over, right? But because mm-hmm. we're approaching it from such a transactional, um, mechanical. you know, bump, pump, pump, mechanical, pump, pump, bump perspective, right. we stay in very low, we, we, we treat it in a very low vibration way. We could we could right. turn everything around essentially with conscious relating and conscious mm. sex. We really could. Mm. Right. I mean, if brothers right. knew what they were missing, if brothers mm-hmm. knew what they were missing by continuing to interact the way they do, they would never they they would they would they would never do it again. <laughs> they really, really right. But well, let me ask you this because I think one of the most um, uh, pervasive things, and that's probably causing a lot of um, friction when it comes to the, the formation of strong black relationships, I think is the the patterns that we grew up with as children, right? So if Absolutely. a young woman has grown up 
um, within a single mother household, and she hasn't seen a strong, um, a strong, valiant black man, you know, doing what he's supposed to do, you know, operating as a husband and a father, then that's something that that not only that she knows how to how to find, but she doesn't know how to obtain it either for herself, and 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 vice mm-hmm. versa with the with the male. If the male has grown up and seen uh, the men in his life operate operate a certain way and operate with a certain ethic, then then reasons you know chances are he is going to mimic and emulate that behavior. Can you is that something that you can speak to how that the broken family dynamic as it relates to you know the out of wedlock child rate and the single mother rate uh, seeks to inform yeah. the way we we build relationships Absolutely. as adults. Mm. Absolutely. It's because there's all of this patterning, right? And so um, and patterning begins in utero, right? Uh, I've literally hypnotized people back into the womb and where they, where they made decisions there about the way things are. Because understand that when a mother is carrying a child, um, everything in that environment it impacts the child vibrationally, right? Whether whether the baby has a you know, baby doesn't have any language to understand what's happening, but by, but vibration always impacts. So patterning begins very early, and um, between ages of zero and seven is when we pick up the most imprinting, right? So between ages zero and seven, we're walking, you know, kids are walking around as just little sponges, and they take in everything without filter. Right as you move it towards adulthood, you can filter out and you can make evaluations about well this is right and this is wrong and this is good and this is bad. But between ages of zero and seven, you're really an open book. So anything that happens in that time frame um, gets locked into the psyche, into the subconscious, as wounding. And it and and so what happens is that often at a, at a traumatic event, right? If if if, if a person has experienced a traumatic event, they'll make a decision about this is what life is, this is how life is, this is uh, what love is, this is what man means, this is what, and they right. will continue, it'll, it'll hard code a belief, like a belief, and they'll continue mm-hmm. to um, literally filter through the lens of that belief, right, for the rest of their life until something comes along and inter, 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 is an intervention, right, either an event or somebody right. like me comes along mm-hmm. and intervenes, right, but so, right. um, so, so we pick up all this patterning subconsciously, and then we don't know why we make the choices that we make and continue to make the choices that we make. Mm-hmm. What also happens right. is that a lot of times at the moment of traumatic events, we go into shock. And when we go into shock with these traumatic events, we cease to develop. Like we literally yeah. get stuck at age 12 or age 7, and, 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 we ha- and we continue to perpetuate patterns out of this deep woundedness at that moment of shock. So it literally interrupts our development and stops us from moving fully into adulthood, emotional adulthood, yeah. right? um, practical adulthood. So, um, so to, back to your point, we, there's no um, – you know, so if 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 the if the child is being raised in an environment where there's this dysfunction happening, and there's not mm-hmm. a very conscious effort to understand the impact of your language on a child, to understand the impacts of what happens if they have trauma, if there's no consciousness or awareness of that, and the children will go up like weeds, so, sort of unchecked. So even in a single parent mm-hmm. household, if there's a level of consciousness around the effects of the environment, 
you can raise healthy children. It's tough. I, I did it. I, I raised sane, healthy children in a single household, mm. single parent environment. Um, but I was very attuned to their programming and how to program them so that they would be successful right. human beings. Right. Right. I like I like that you use that word program because that's that is I think that has a lot to do with it. Like you know the the way we the way we're programmed with mass media and and now today with with social media. I mean, let's look mm-hmm. at like we can even look at you know the Stefan Clark case where he was a young man. I think he was 22 at the time he was killed, and as as re, as early as 18 or 19, he was expressing anti-black female, anti-black women, yeah. uh, women, you know, views about black women. And, and now why is yeah. that? Why do we think that that is? It's because of the media and the way that mm-hmm. the, the black female uh, has been portrayed and what, she has, and what she has come to represent. And I think that you have a male mm-hmm. populace who is all too willing to buy into that because it mm-hmm. gives them a certain amount of cover uh, you know, when we talk about the collective, if we want to be honest as black men, then the, the truth is, as a collective, we're failing as a collective. And the mm-hmm. the the efforts of the individual is not enough to redeem the fa- the, the failings of the of the collective group. And I think that's what we're seeing play out. Kenya, um, well, you you have a couple of questions yourself, right? Yep. <clears throat> I want to mm-hmm. Okay. What effect on black love do you think it has for there to be so many mixed signals concerning black love being sent to women? And an example of that would be um, black women need to raise their standards but then when black mm-hmm. women talk about having certain standards, then a lot of times they are told that they are asking too much or they are told all the reasons why black women collectively don't deserve that kind of treatment from men. Yeah, black women <laughs> must raise, we must raise our standards. We must, it should be a Navy SEAL environment because men will respond to standards. And what happens is if we keep tolerating poor behavior, if we keep getting validated by how much stuff we'll put up with in terms of bad behavior, Mm. then that gives men a pass to continue the bad behavior. So, you know, it it can feel risky. It can feel lonely. It can feel like, you know, if I do that, then I'll never have a man and all that stuff. No, you'll never have a man that will waste your time with some nonsense. So I think Mm -hmm. that raising, I think we, I think we should across the board begin to raise, you know, and 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 with and with our sons in terms of raising our sons, right? Like um, right. I put my kid in really super elite private schools. Um, mm-hmm. They went mm-hmm. to school with like you know the Schwabs and and the Redfords grandkids and like really really elite private schools. I got them a full right. you know full scholarship, one point two million dollars in private school education for about twenty thousand dollars as a single black mom. Wow. And. One of the things that's very true in these elite schools with these very uh, wealthy children 
is that the entire culture is a standard. It's expected that you're going to go to college. It's expected that you're going to go to Stanford. It's in the culture. So there's nowhere to run and hide, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for a young man. I mean, as much as my son would try to break, break it, right, like it wasn't nowhere, it couldn't, right. wasn't nowhere to run and hide. So men can be programmed by their environment. We just have to put them, we've got to give them access to environments that are, where there's non-negotiable expectations about performance, non-negotiable. So I think women are going to have to raise their standards across the board in how they raise their young, their children and how they interact with men. Right. You know what? I, 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 um, I absolutely agree with that because that's something I said too, that there seems that, that from, in my view, the standard seems to be one of, of coddling where they're, you know, where they're coddled, where, uh, black male underachievement is is accepted mm-hmm. and it's normalized and it is seen as as the prevailing conclusion of black men as if it's mm-hmm. not within our power as men to change that. We have the power to change right. that for all the systemic Absolutely. and institutional measures they have in place to, to stifle us. That does not mean it is a foregone conclusion. That does not that does right. not mean that. But when we have right. a cultural narrative that that mm-hmm. like I said gives them a built-in excuse to underachieve. Well, then what you what you created is a sociolo- sociological incubator of uh, of underachievement, and I think I think that is is one mm-hmm. of one of the major problems. Now, we've been talking about um, talking about it coming from coming from the female's perspective of what men have been lacking and. In, in, in this, uh, with mm-hmm. in regards to to uh, black love. Now, let me ask you this: What are some of the things you think sisters would need to do, and that they would need to clean mm-hmm. up to uh, to see black love uh, continues yeah. to to thrive and grow? Well, I think that women need to <laughs> realize that to continue to operate, if we, you know, even if we have been in the struggle, um, you know, of single parenting and all that, all that stuff, you know, workplace stuff. And um, I think that women are going to need to do some of their own healing, whatever they're, if they have daddy issues, right? So a lot of times, like I said, women that didn't get the correct, um, with an incorrect relationship with her father is in a hankering, it's an energetic hankering, right, for attention and approval. Right. And, and so she'll go running into the wrong arms, right, to look <laughs> for somebody that looks like they're going to give her a pat on the head. So in order right. to grow up and actually become a woman uh, that, that is discerning, that is clear, that is, she's going to have mm-hmm. to do some healing and do her work so that she can restore herself to her feminine nature. Now, interestingly right. enough, once you begin to do this work, you begin to vibrate at a much higher frequency, and you're going to attract more men and mm-hmm. more opportunity and more of that. And so along with that, doing that very deep work, you're going to have to also set clear boundaries, and standards. Mm. It's got to be like a Navy right. SEAL environment about who you let into your space, who you let into your consciousness. Um, right. We've definitely got that work to do. Um, but a woman who is um, in touch with that aspect of herself will find that her life becomes a bliss. 
and not such mm. a suffering. Right. <laughs> not such a right. suffering. Yeah. Right. So uh, now when we talk about healing, what are some of the tactics and methods that that each can use, that like a, a, a man can use or a woman can use to to heal those wounds and that in, in that pattern of wounding that, that you talked about? What's some of uh, the tactics and methods they can use to heal? Well, you know, this is going to sound really trite, <laughs> but it's the truth. And that is, and I'm going to say especially for men, mm-hmm. Tell, tell the damn truth. Tell mm. the truth. All the time, mm. unapologetically, let the chips fall where they may, right? Let, like, tell the truth. Tell the truth about what you want out of relationship. Tell the truth about what you, I mean, I mean and when I say it's a level of truth that is so unapologetic, that is so clear, it is because truth is a tremendous clarifier. And that's what our men need is to be clarified, right? I, and to right. me, the, 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 the lying and the shucking and the jiving and the hiding, and the, it, it actually leaks your testosterone. It actually diminishes your masculinity because, right. you know, it's because what does it mean to not tell the truth? It means I, I, I want the thing, but I'm really looking for approval, so I'm going to lie to cope with the whole thing which is mm. sort of an assault. It's an assault to one soul, <laughs> you, right. right? Like tell the truth. So that's, that's, that's the first thing. Um, women too, yeah. but I'm going to, I'm tickling our brothers because there's, there's some real right. casual lying going on out here in these streets or it <laughs> wouldn't, or we right. wouldn't be in the condition that we're in. Right. We wouldn't be in the condition that we're in if, if our men were telling mm-hmm. the truth. Right. <laughs> Um, for women, um, you know, I, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm of course a big fan of hypnosis. Um, um, I am, I'm of course, uh, you know, um, a big fan of, I, I, th- I think that women, um, you know, I think for both of us, bo- both male and female, there mm-hmm. needs to be a deeper level of introspection about one's wounding. Right, we have right. to go internally, and for women, a really good time to do this actually is on your menses. When your menses first starts, um, the first couple of days, if you can, just like they've done in a lot of indigenous cultures, where the women mm-hmm. don't work or do anything or push and strive during that time, it's a time to go inward because she's very magnetic. She's kind of pulling into her field all of the stuff mm. in the world. And, and so instead of getting up and pushing through and muscling through and getting all right, right, it's like if you can stop and breathe and meditate and, 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 and ask internally about the woundings that you have and how they're p- impacting you, you, in that state you will tend to magnetize answers sort of out of the ethers mm. because you're, you're in a very – you're in a very you're in a very receptive time. So if you can use that right. that way, that's very powerful. Also, what's true is that if a woman can take off the first few days of her menses, she will have far more energy the rest of the month. When she pushes, when right. she when she pushes through and does a lot of doing, she'll she'll find herself exhausted the rest of the month. So it's just very right. good sort of spiritual hygiene <clears throat> for her to use that time wisely. And then, of course, you know, I um, for there's some stuff you can't get to on your own. 
Um, I do a process called called soul retrieval um, because when we have moments of trauma, literally our like our light body, if you think of like our auric field, a piece of that fragments mm. off, and we will leave a piece of ourselves behind at the scene of the trauma. So it can happen with car accidents. It can happen when we move. It can happen when we were violated. It can happen. And what happens is we tend to stop developing. So let me just give you a quick example. My my daddy was a Black Panther, right? And he's been in prison for 40 plus years, still in prison. Mm -hmm. And when they came at age seven, when they came from a very traumatic, colorful (laughs) childhood, uh, running underground Mm -hmm. from the FBI, you know, living under an alias, all kinds of stuff. So but when they wow. came and arrested us, they put a gun to my head and they said to my dad, if you make a move, we'll blow this black bitch's head off. And so I left Damn. a part of my soul behind. And so I, as I grew up, and my mom did her best to like normalize my life as much as possible after a very high-profile civil rights trial. But as I grew up mm. and, and came into adulthood, I would always have challenges around housing certainty. Like I've made plenty of money as a coach over these years. I raised my two mm-hmm. kids, but I would always feel uncertain. Like I create scenarios where I might get evicted or I might get tossed out or I might get yanked out of my house. Even And I, and, and I always right. felt very stupid about it. Like that's stupid. You're a smart girl. You know how to do, you know how to not do that. But it wasn't until right. I did soul retrieval and realize that I have left a part of myself behind. And so what we experience when we've done that is we feel we're very, we're, we're, we're not developed. We're kind of, we feel stupid about why do I keep making the decision until you call that part of yourself back, you'll always continue to, to get to do this pattern. So even though I had traveled mm-hmm. the world until I did soul retrieval, I never felt at home in the world until I did soul retrieval. So some stuff you just can't get to on your own. It's just too deep. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. That's um Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> right. That's that's deep. Um the number is six four six five six four nine eight five eight. Um if you have a question or a comment for our guest or you ha- or you wanna uh add to the discussion, press one and that'll bring you in our queue. Um the next thing I wanted to talk about, like, you know, when we talk about is Black Love Dead is this um, pervasive culture of disrespect that seems to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, prevalent and constant within within our culture, where where it's it's mm-hmm. so normalized that we mm-hmm. we readily you know just disrespect each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think that I think that leads to a lot of the intimate partner violence rates for both men and women because of, because what is what is not often talked about is the fact that black men have the highest instances of intimate partner violence rates among, out of their male counterparts meaning that that they, mm. that they are they are more likely to be the victims of intimate partner violence than white men, Asian men, Hispanic men, Native American men. Mm-hmm. And and that that is something that is bi-directional to the black female intimate partner violence, right? So there's this culture of disrespect that 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 operates and that functions. What are mm-hmm. some of uh, some of the things you think we could do to alleviate that and and shift the culture and make it more of 
a culture of mutual respect because the respect is actually the basis for all for all relationships. If you have no yeah. respect, then then what do you have? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think we're going to have to turn off this toxic hip hop. I don't mean all hip hop. I mean toxic hip hop. Mm. If you don't right. think for a moment that that is a hypnosis machine programming mm. subliminal messages into the brain that cause right. you to understand that, that the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is imagined and what is real. Mm. Does not know the difference between what is imagined right. and what is real. So if we are constantly bombarding our psyches with toxic negative messages about our people, then we cannot help but act upon that. And understand right. that, that, that hip-hop is on a binaural beat, which by definition mm. makes it hypnotic. So yeah, right. that's, that's just a program. It's a programming machine for disrespect, right? So mm. that's one thing that has just, I mean, we have just got to, right. we have, I absolutely, it is yeah, I absolutely completely irresponsible I absolutely that we continue agree. to support that, support toxic hip-hop. It's completely irresponsible. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I agree with that. Cause you know, like, and as, uh, you know, as, as men, we won't, we won't, we won't take, you know, responsibility for that because I've seen, you know, certain people breaking it down how, you know, there was this meeting by music executives and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's still within our hands as men of our community to protect our community mm-hmm. from those things that would come in and cause harm. You see what I'm saying? Um, we actually have a caller call of 310. I'm bringing you on right quick. Yeah, call him. Hello? 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 Hi, can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello? Hello? Hi, um, can you yeah, hear you me? Gotta... Yeah, we can hear you, yeah. Yes. Okay, um, yeah, I wanted to know more about, about your guests. By the way, you guys are doing a great show. Um, okay, I uh, wanted to get more information about your guests, her degrees in psychology or psychiatry, um, mm-hmm. and how we can contact her, and if she's still a okay. person, so she's willing to go. <laughs> I, um, I've studied, Lord, everything known to man, every, modal- every modality known to, you know, a long time ago, I decided that I wanted to transform black people, and I knew that in order to do so, it was going to take some deep medicine, right, at the at the at the soul level, at the psychic level, to to deal to deal with us. And so, um, I, I I was a, I was a political science major at Berkeley, but I've since gotten you know I'm a master hypnotist, master certified coach, um, certified in um, um, you know, uh, not only hyp- hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming, but also soul retrieval. Um, I'm certified in the Akashic Records, meaning I can read things that have happened to you at the soul level. Um, so, I, And then I'm, I'm also sort of a business strategist, so I work with a lot of black entrepreneurs around helping them unblock the wounds that they have as a way to support them in making a lot more money, 10xing their prices. So I use it in context of business, right? I, I help people make – a lot of times when people are afraid to sell or they've got poverty stuff going on, 
a lot of times it's at the deep level. It's that their inner child is running their business. So um, <laughs> the inner child is the CEO, and they can't figure out why they keep making the same screw-ups. It's like, let's get that handled at, sort of at the deeper levels. So if you want to um, reach me, you can just uh, – veronicaconway.com is my website. I think it's a, con- it's a very old website. But uh, veronicaconway.com, and there's a contact form on there. Um, you can also just reach out to me at veronicaprivatemail at gmail.com. It's veronicaprivatemail at gmail.com. If I can get in touch with me. Go ahead, so your your name. Say that again. How do you spell your name, the traditional way? Oh, C-O-N-W-A-Y is the last name. C-O-N-W-A-Y, and the first name is Veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A. Okay. All right, and okay. then um, also, uh, also, you know, there's a lot of women who, in my opinion, they're saying it's okay for a man not to marry them, but they want ch- they want children, and they're saying if the father, so long as the father is involved in the child's life, that's a okay. Um, and then you have a uh, you have uh, I want to know your opinion about that one thing, and then the second thing is you have fathers who have. Multiple have multiple children by different mothers, but they're they're um, involved in their child's life, and they feel that um, that they don't have to get married in order to show their children, um, uh, you know, to give their children the best chance at life to show them the best way of of of, uh, of being. Because children may they look at what you do and not necessarily what you say, and so can we. What is your opinion? Do you think that um, a black father who is raising his children, do you think it is um, the best thing for his children for him to be married so that he can show the children how to, you know, be a family unit? The person's a good father, but I just wonder what were your thoughts on that? And um, and if you could, I I still want to listen over the phone, but I don't want to ask you more questions. Okay. All right. Um, are you guys going to take that, or am I taking that? Amiri? Uh, Mary had to um, step out for oh. a second. Okay. Um, okay. I can I can address it. I can address it from my perspective. Um, you know, marriage is so understand what marriage is. Marriage was developed for, to, for property, right? It's, it was for the sake of property and how to pass down property in the, in, you know, in the bloodline, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and if you don't believe me, just go, notice what happens when you go to get a divorce, right? It's all about the distribution of assets and liabilities, right? So it's not about love then, right? It's all about love when you sign up, but it's not, it's not about that. So I think, I think we have to enter marriage in a deep understanding of what it is and the vehicle that it is and what it's for. Um, because believe me, you can be in a marriage to somebody and it can be a total nightmare, Right, the 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 the, the legal the, the legalization by the state, the approval by the state it doesn't doesn't make a marriage any more powerful. It's it's really going to be the people that are in it, right? The level of commitment to to the family, the level of you know. So I think when we enter a marriage, we have to enter it very pragmatically and eyes wide open, 
if mm-hmm. we're going to do that because disentangling from a marriage that is mm-hmm. that where the person I think we have to vet people very closely about whether they are qualified to be in that sort of agreement with us. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. should be bet- I mean, we should be vetting them before they enter into our bodies, you know, but also to be bound in that way. Um, you know, but marriage is sort of it's one of the greatest indicators of wealth. Other cultures use it to build wealth. Right? <laughs> um, it's just yeah. that we don't. <laughs> we don't. So, I just think choose wisely. I think choose you got to if you got to choose wisely because if someone isn't functional, if they've got dysfunctional patterns and behaviors and all of that, they're just going to bring that in and now you're going to be locked into that with them contractually. So you just got to choose so carefully. Right. Right. Um and I want to say too on, on on that issue with marriage that that um that's you know that's true that there's that's why I said there's this this thing where we don't see husband and father as synonymous. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you have decentralized families, then mm-hmm. your economics are going to be decentralized too. That's right. You see That's what right. I'm saying? And, and so right. like as a man, you have three or four kids with, with, with three or four different baby mamas all over the, all over the city. And so now your, your, your money is being piecemealed out to all these different um, right. going to all these different places as opposed to having it centralized within one family unit. That is common sense. But right. because a lot of brothers filter their manhood through their penis and through their sexuality, they, view, they, they, they use their sexual prowess as a manning process. So they, they, they use, mm-hmm. use that to gain that sense of manhood and masculinity as if you're more right. of a man because you've, ha- you've had sex with a hundred women as opposed to a brother who's only had sex with one woman. You're not more of a man right. because of that. But this is, with, right. this is within our psychology. And so because that's right. within our psychology, we see the effects of that playing itself out within the community and family dynamics. And that's what I, keep, that's what, like I was just saying at the, at the top of the show a little while ago. How is it a matriarchy? That is representative of, of what the men value. The men value sex. Mm-hmm. We don't value mm-hmm. marriage. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. so that that was a, a a good point that she brought up because, but then they'll turn right around and try and make it seem like the problem is the single mothers. Well, you you're the one creating a single mother because you're not looking oh. to get married either. Like there was a survey, um, that was done and black men led led with the group who who uh who desired marriage the least. You know, sitting here talking about what right. they're afraid to lose. Okay, you're you're the you're the brokest group of men in America. So what? Are you, right, that's right. Excuse me. So what are that's you talking right. about? Like you have no assets. And then, right. Um, the Brookings Institute, when they did their, uh, you know, when they did uh, their study, they found that that black men are, are helped the most by marriage. You see what I'm saying? But what mm-hmm. you want to do, you want to normalize your pathological, sexual, ir- sexually irresponsible behavior. That's what you want to do, mm-hmm. and don't and don't want nobody to call you out for your bullshit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's really true. And so that and and right, and that's why I said like I didn't I didn't I didn't have my daughter to be your single mother. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have her for that. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. and if other men can do what they need to do and have a family and have a wife, and why the hell you can't do it? 
Right. right. You see what I'm saying? Why why can't you do it? It's your value system. And then they'll sit here and talking about well these women these women choosing thugs. If your if if the woman choosing a thug is representative of the of the ilk of 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 women that you're interested in, then that is a reflection of your value system. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those women mm-hmm. who choose thugs are in are inconsequential to me because that's not who I'm looking for anyway. So you choose mm-hmm. better. You choose better. Well, there's not, there's not, there's, there's always this imperative. There's always an imperative out here to saying well, women just mm-hmm. gotta choose better men. Where is the movement right. to be better men? Where is that movement? Exactly. Where's that? No exactly. And that, and that's what they don't. That's what they don't want to. Um, you know, that's what they don't want to acknowledge and, and want to face. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about. It's it's about it's about family values, family morals. You see what I'm saying? We, and as as a group of men, we don't have family building uh, principles and morals in place. We just don't. And 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 it's, well, it's like, like yeah. you were saying earlier, go ahead. Well, I would, you know, one of the big issues, you know, and it's funny, um, what you see on, uh, I, you know, because I because like I said, I've been in the, I'm the mini girl business, so uh, <laughs> in terms of serving my people, um, I also right. study a lot. Uh, stuff. I study kind of white supremacist sites, and I just really kind of keep my attention on the zeitgeist because um, you have to know what you have to, you know, study your enemy and know, and know what know what's being played. But a lot of times, what they'll say on white supremacist sites is that the problem with men, with black men is that there's high testosterone, low um, gratification, low delay gratification, right? Not mm-hmm. delaying gratification enough, right? Because I mean, understand that the, that you know. Coming into adulthood, adulting, all the responsibilities that come with community and family, all of that is hugely effortful, right? It takes a lot of work to do that right. It takes a lot of introspection. You know, sanity isn't cheap, right? It's just not cheap. (laughs) It takes a lot Mm -hmm. of of introspection. We have to be willing to deconstruct our self-concept. And so a lot of times what you see is that brothers are just really, it's pride. It's pride that prevents them from doing the inner work that they need to do to heal themselves. It's pride right. that, that, that stops them from, from checking themselves and saying, you know what, is this really becoming of a man? Right, so right. It, it, it's pride that, 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 that slows that down. And so, because believe me, when you, you know, either, either you're going to break yourself down or life's going to break you down. Right. Yeah. And right. so either you're going <laughs> to. Right. So because it's a battleground out here. So um, if we don't take on that sort of self-investigation about our behaviors and the consequences to our community, then we're going to continue to have our community be it's going to it's just going to continue in, in deterioration. And, right. you know, I mean, where's the movement of brothers that are protecting the 60 percent women that have been molested by age 18? Where's that army? Right. Where's right. that the, army? You know, I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted, I actually wanted to touch on that, touch on the, the, you know, the sexual abuse that is prevalent within our community too, because that mm-hmm. has far-reaching implications for both for both boys and girls. Absolutely. You know what I'm and, Absolutely. Um, you know, the effects of that are are traumatic. Is that something you could speak on? Speak if you could for the listeners. Just speak on that on how. Uh, sexual abuse and sexual abuse trauma can um, affect uh, affect a person as an adult. 
Oh, well, it's huge. So, you know, especially for, I think for young women, um, I think that there, when there's been sexual abuse, their whole, their, her self-concept just goes out the window, right? And she either g- goes into lockdown or, mm-hmm. or, or promiscuity, right, as a way of soothing right. that wound. And, you know, right. I've, like I said, I work with a great, I work with a, a great sexual healer uh, for many, many, many years. And um, he does some very profound work because one of the things that he would describe, and this is, this is going to sound so crazy, um, that women that have been traumatized, like their, their vaginal walls literally end up developing like a, like a coat of armor. Right. Mm. He has a process where he kind of de-armors women <laughs> that have had this buildup. I'm going to mm. give you, and again, it's going to sound a little woo-woo. It's going to sound a little crazy, but it's absolutely the truth. And if I hadn't experienced it myself and witnessed others experienced it, I just, one of the things that happens for women is that um, there's, a, there's sort of a buildup of energetic residue that comes around her heart right, her heart, mm. and it's really the heart chakra. Heart, the heart chakra is a place where she emanates the vibration of love, right, that's her positive mm. polarity. But if she's been, you know, lied to, abused, mistreated, you know, all, all this stuff, what happens is sort of this energetic calcification that happens around mm. her heart. It's like, a, it's like a lead case that ends up happening. So now rather than understanding and remembering that she is love, she begins to manipulate mm-hmm. to get love, mm-hmm. right? And until you can kind of go in and deconstruct this thing that's happening in her heart area, she's always going to operate in a very dysfunctional way. They were saying, um, I, interview, I did a series of interviews, Conversations in Black Mastery, and I interviewed the great Tony Browder, whom, whom I adore. He's excavating pyramids and over in Egypt and doing all kinds of amazing right. things. But they were talking about how in Baltimore they found that there was this huge issue of incest and sexual abuse and predatory abuse. And they, so the psychologist went in and looked and said, what is it that's going on here? Why is this so rampant? It was like, it, I think it was like up to 80% in that community. And they realized that that, um, that that community was built on what used to be a stud farm, a stud farm. Mm. And that, that that behavior was getting, it had gotten passed down and passed down and passed down. Remember that stuff, that stuff all gets handed down in the epigenetics. And so right. you get Hold huge, on, one question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rocker, let me just for you know for the listeners who might not know what you mean when you say epigenetics, yeah. can you just give a brief definition of of what that is? Yeah, it's sort of the science of um, it's sort of the science of uh, how like when your genes get modified at the DNA level, right? It mm-hmm. how that gets passed down, and so trauma they're coming to find now actually impacts the DNA. It actually it actually reshapes it, remolds it. And so we, so we, so that all gets handed down in, in between the generations. So trauma gets handed down mm. in the genes. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, right on a genetic level. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. You, you can continue on. I just wanted to listen to the yes. that Some of them might have didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, so the, it's a huge issue. So if you know, the first mandate of leadership for the masculine is to protect. It's women and children. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's the first mandate of the masculine is to protect the women and children from harm and especially sexual harm. You know, understand white men built white supremacy to completely elevate the white woman. He went out yeah. and blew up the whole damn, genocided the whole planet to mm. give to her, to protect her, mm. to elevate her, right? Yeah. I, right? That's how, that's, how the, that's how deep the imperative is, right? Right. <laughs> so we're in a race to the bottom. If our brothers mm-hmm. don't understand that job one is to protect children, especially sexually, then we are lost to the people. Mm-hmm. We are that is job right. one. Right. I, I, I you know I, well you know what I, I absolutely I absolutely agree. And we live in a culture now. I mean look where you know we had this thing now where it's like brothers view loving a loving a sister as weak. That's seen as weakness. I mean, look how they, you know, they'll be like, I ain't saving them. Mm-hmm. I ain't saving this. I ain't saving. And and that speaks back to the to the hip hop. Uh, the point you was making about mm-hmm. hip hop and the conditioning and programming. Because before you heard any brothers mm-hmm. talking about I ain't saving them, you heard it in the rap song first. Let's be real. That's right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's you heard, you heard right. that in the song first. Uh, uh, Kenya, what uh, what other question you have for uh, for Veronica? I wanted to ask her if she's noticed and what she thinks about the way how when a person has given up on black love and decided to date interracially and they, some reason, think that it is necessary to go on a rampage bashing the the opposite gender of their own race and then they will uh, encourage their spouse to do the same thing or join in with them. What uh, what what negative effect yeah. do you think that that's having on people who would be interested in black love, especially youth? But they keep yeah. seeing images from our own and, and audio from our own people, you know, exalting yeah. other races. Yeah. Well, you know, and understand that black men are doing that. At, black men are doing that at greater degrees marrying out, you know, dating out than right. black women are, do, mm-hmm. are doing it. Right. That, that's, that's the first thing. Right. Almost at twice the um, Yeah. And understand, there's an amazing uh, website uh, called a, a Field Negro, a fieldnegro.net. And it shows, mm-hmm. it's, it shows all of the black celebrities that have um, white or Latino or Asian wives. And you know, one day I just I looked. It was just it's just tons and tons and tons of them, and I and I realized that um, first of all, if you added up the collective net worth that was mm-hmm. going to be transferred into white hands from mm-hmm. death and divorce, wow. it's stunning. So it's an mm-hmm. economic it's an economic issue for brothers, it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. because what happens is, is that typically when they do that. Um, um, the, you know, they don't they don't necessarily stand up like proud in the community. They don't really they don't really champion black causes. They don't really right. They're kind of ambivalent. So I think it's mm-hmm. it's an economic mm-hmm. issue for, for 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 one thing. Um, you know, I I would love to see black love survive. I mean, I just I just would love to see that. Um, 
but we've got right. we've got work to do. We've got work to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We 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 absolutely do. Um. And and that's why I said that you know if a if another voice didn't rise up in combat, what has been the prevailing theme and yeah. Um, Agreed. And, uh, you know, for over the last several years, then you would have a group of boys who would grow up and uh, and girls, quite frankly, who would grow up and they would, you know, categorically dismiss each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think mm-hmm. it's important to. It's not about it's not about simping or any of these other <laughs> things. It's about protecting the black female image. The black female Absolutely. image deserves just as much protection and reverence as the black male's image. And something that I have diagnosed as part of the problem is you had a lot of scholars uh, over the last several years, like the last 30, I'd say 30 or 40 mm-hmm. years, who, who created an island of victimology where only black men existed there. And so, uh, mm-hmm. like, we, we'll use the term pro-black, but when you look at it and you and you break it down, you, you'll see that, that pro-black is really synonymous with pro-black male, and and that's it. Like even when we talk about talk about this swirling thing, you know this thing where you know where every, you know everybody you know was swirling and stuff like that. They'll they'll sit right there and say somebody like Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has a white wife, and he's well within his right to do that. And he's still pro-black, but then you'll turn around you'll turn turn around and, and call Serena Williams a bed wench. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? So what right. makes it right. and and and, and and the fact of the matter is, is that because you're dominated by this by this oppressive this other oppressive male group, your your numbers uh, you're outnumbered by your women, and so because you're you're outnumbered by your women because you're being dominated, when you defect mm-hmm. to another race, it only furthers the the decline of your community. But well, you claiming right. that you're pro-black. You see right. what I'm saying? Well, and so and that's something whole, that we don't whole, even talk this, about. Go ahead. This, this whole thing, you know, this whole movement that there is to go and, you know, uh, sex tourism, right? So mm-hmm. others are like, let's go to Colombia and let's go to Thailand. And that's where um, women really know how to treat men. And it's like, wait a minute, player. But hold your role, player. Here's the truth <laughs> of that whole thing. Uh, yeah. um, so first of all, it, you know, and it's like black, black women are so greedy and they just – well, they're, they're gold diggers. I'm like, for what gold? What, what are you? What are you even talking about? Um, but, but, right. you know, oftentimes <laughs> in those cultures, in those cultures, there's not the middle class, right? There's not a middle class the way it is here in the United States, right? Women haven't necessarily been as right. emancipated in terms of are in the workforce. So, either you have very wealthy women in those countries, and their and their daddy ain't gonna let you have them. Or you have somebody right. that is looking for a come up, and you're basically a mark. So all of this mm-hmm. fantasy and romance about oh, if I just go to other cultures, they're going to treat me so much better. Not nah, player, they're doing it because they're getting paid, because they're trying to come up, mm-hmm. right? And so it's just it's, right. it's just such an extraordinary, ridiculous fantasy that 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 you know that these guys are in. I mean, because they're not looking at you know, you, I've heard you say something, Amiri, that I think is, is really important, that, mm-hmm. that that our brothers can be very individualistic, right? Instead of looking right. at what's good for the community, 
and what serves the community right. writ large, it's like I'm concerned about my own personal individual needs at the expense of everything else. And so when we, you know, there's a brother that wrote a book he called it The Voltron Effect. It's like when white folks get on code, right, they all move in alignment and lockstep, right? They, right, because mm-hmm. that's how they, that's how they, survive and that's how 12% of the planet can dominate the other 88% of the planet right because they are in right. synchronicity but I, but we don't and i and i'm and i'm and I, you know I, I wish more of our brothers would take on the responsibility of being responsible for the community for all of the community right like we're all going to have right. to do that right right and that's something, and that's something that that they don't want to do. And, and this is something I said too: is that the black female has been treated as community property. You know, she's been treated mm-hmm. as community pro- property. So anything that she does, that's in her own in her own best self interest, is seen as as subversive to the community and to the family. Right. But then right. the men have license right. have license to engage in whatever and whatever. <laughs> Practices they want to engage in for the, for for, uh, for their self interest, and that is perfectly fine. And this is and this is this right. is what is going on. Where there's this an attempt to 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 lay to lay the responsibility and the burden of family building family building and community building at the feet of the women. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is this is what this is what a lot this like mm-hmm. this is the disposition of a lot of brothers. And this is how come I mm-hmm. get on the brothers because I see the shit for what it is, man. You know what I'm saying, and until mm-hmm. we un, until we reverse that disposition and actually you know stand up and lead, nothing is going to change. Now, when we're talking about leadership, leadership mm-hmm. is not sitting around dominating everybody and giving and giving orders. That is not leadership. Leadership is synonymous mm-hmm. with service, and leadership is Absolutely. also synonymous with example. You have to set the example. You see what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how you lead. You lead mm-hmm. by example. So as a man mm-hmm. in a relationship with my woman, I should not be asking her to do anything I'm not willing to do myself. And if I'm mm-hmm. willing to do it do it myself, I don't have to ask her because I'm already doing it. But it seems right. to me that that the the entire thing is is reversed. Like I, I spoke about how that you know, uh, once upon a time in America, black women would marry black men for the you know for the and and they would be expected to rehab these men. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To you know, to to mm-hmm. repair these men. Like you would have the dynamic was one where the man was he was he was functioning and he would and he would work and he would bring money and in, money into the house, but he still was trapped uh in a slave to in enslaved and a slave to vices, whether that vice was womanizing, mm-hmm. gambling, mm-hmm. alcohol, running the street mm-hmm. or whatever or whatever the case was, and the woman would just take the money and manage everything and do it and, and like, you know, keep everything functioning. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it'd be a, it'd be a scenario where he get paid, she get the little money and he gone all weekend. Then he, he come back in and, and you know, the, the wee hours of the morning drunk, hung over, done been out there doing God knows what with God knows who. And so he sit down at the table right. and, and, and like a good wife, she goes and give him his plate anyway. This is what a lot of these guys want. You see what I'm saying? So when mm-hmm. they say things like, mm-hmm. Well, feminism destroyed the family. That's that's what they're talking about because now you have a disposition from sisters where they ain't they ain't putting up with that type of shit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They're not putting right. up with that. So in order for the family to exist and to and, and to function, you have to be on your square as a man. 
So they had this is what they have a problem with this thing where there's uh, th- these women not going for that where they just you know you've been out there and, and she don't right. know where you at and you doing all kind of shit in the street then you come home and she like well sit down let me fix you a plate you see what I'm saying that type of shit mm-hmm. that's yeah. what a lot of these guys want yeah. man. and so that's how I come out always kick when he, that's how I come out I reject that when they're talking about feminism destroyed because I know it I know I know I understand the nuance of what they're really saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. These women, yeah. that's, what, that's how you got women started saying, I could do bad all by myself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stop sitting here pretending mm-hmm. like black men in the 1940s and 1950s and the 1960s was having meetings on how they could do everything they needed to fucking do. A lot of them was on bullshit. You see what I'm saying? And don't nobody mm-hmm. want to talk about that and highlight that history. But they were. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. your, your behavior is what destroyed the family. Your behavior, the way, the, the way you behave and the ethic that you walk with. So how you want me to give you a pass for falling, for falling to the traps of a white supremacist system, but, but, I, but I'm, at the same token, I'm supposed to hold a woman to a higher standard. No, you the man. Mm-hmm. You the one that's supposed right. to be leading. Right. You're the one that's supposed to that's supposed to be in a leadership leadership position. See, there's a difference between being in the leadership position and actually leading. Because I because I don't have right. to be in a that's leadership right. position and I can still lead. Because right. I'm because the example that I'm gonna set is gonna be the leadership. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so what a lot of these yeah. brothers want, they want to reserve the right to be uh to, 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 to engage those those types of detrimental behaviors and, and, and still have the woman hold, holding up the slack and shit. That's what a lot of these guys mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's why I call that's why I say they're weak. It's that's apathy. why I call that that it's, is uh, it's in my true opinion. apathy. It's true apathy. Right. Right? Like it's 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 you'll feel so much more powerful when you tell the truth. You'll feel so much more powerful when you realize your your capacity. You'll feel so much more powerful right. when you show up and lead authentically, right? You don't have to shuck and jive and right. pretend like you're leading and talk like you're leading. You you will feel like exactly. a masculine man if you show up and act right. like one. It's really that simple, right? It, it so it it's uh, they don't understand what's the value and how. Um, how blissful and how powerful their own life becomes by simply doing what they need to do. Really, I mean, that, right. it's just that simple. Right. And that's just like yeah. I was. I was having a discussion a little while ago with a guy. And, you know, they didn't want to talk about what women need to keep her legs closed, and so you know that stupid shit. So then he 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 was saying that or whatever. So I told him, well, now nah, you need to keep your pants up. We're gonna talk about how many men you know that can. Uh, that can resist a, a beautiful woman, and I told him, I told him just like that. I said, well, if you, if you as a man can't control your sexual urges, then you're not a man. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you're, then you're right. not a man. If a man who can't control himself can never be a man. He can, that man can never right. be a man. He can never live up to the, to the, to the truest potential of his man. That's y'all niggas' problem. You see what I'm saying? It is not incumbent upon any woman to control the way you behave sexually. What the hell wrong with these dudes? Right. You see well, what I'm saying? It's all you about the delay. It's all about the delay for your, own, for your own personal being. That shit pisses me off, man. Go ahead. Right. It's it's about delayed gratification is all of it, really, when you really, mm. really think about it, right? Because when we delay gratification, right. we can do meaningful things like build businesses and build families and 
and you know it and right so if but if we don't have a mechanism for delaying gratification and everything is going to be right here right, right now and I got to have what I you know and we're we're just completely mm-hmm. a slave to our impulses we can't build. Right. All building is long term. All building takes exactly. sacrifice, and and exactly. and and so. But to make the woman the focal point of sacrifice, right? Because right. in a way, if a man abdicates his responsibility, then she has to embody sacrifice, right? right. All the sacrifice for the children, all the sacrifice for, and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just. Insane, and it's crazy making, right? It's not just crazy, but it's crazy making. I mean, I understand that we've been driven insane in a white supremacist mm. culture. I understand that we have been driven insane, but you know, right. I also am a firm believer in the power of choice and how choice activates. Um, you know, you can just decide. You can make very powerful, righteous decisions to change your circumstances mm. now. It's a decision. Right? right, men could just it decide. Women could just decide. It's a choice, right? We have mm-hmm. to, you know, we even though we've been victimized, we don't have to show up like victims. We could show up like warriors. Right. Our men could show up like warriors if they mm-hmm. chose to. Right, right. I actually, you know, I, um, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I mean, it's something that, you know, that that needs to be taught because you know, one thing I that I do talk about a lot too is how that. Within this American, you know, American culture, there is we've been cut off from the the, the, the man, the male rites of passage, and and, and those things Absolutely. were you know vitally important for for the the, the manning process and the transition into manhood of of, of young males, and because yeah. we don't have that here, we 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 tend to want to use the black female to do that, the black female body to do that. And so mm-hmm. if whatever we do in in pursuit of that that transition into manhood using the black female it's it's totally acceptable. Like this is why like they'll say things like oh well, you bitter, she bitter, all these bitter women. Well, maybe you should stop the 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 behaviors that you're engaging in as men that's making these women bitter. Have you ever have you ever mm-hmm. thought to yourself maybe you should stop doing that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because if you do, mm-hmm. if you violate someone, then they ha- that person have a right to feel the way they feel about right. it. Right. Right. You see what right. I'm saying? So we can't and you know, just, and, 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 and it's just like what you said. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Uh, and I was going to say, it's, no, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, like, in, in, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, no, in Jewish culture, right? My, my, my kids, my kids mm-hmm. went to school with a lot of Jewish kids, and, they are serious about those rites of passage. The young men, you know, bro, bro, uh, bar mitzvahs right. and bat mitzvahs. But my son was always like, "Can we have a bro, a bro mitzvah?" Right? Like, so they right. they take the the transition to adulthood very seriously, right? They they know that they right. be prepared financially. They often will give their kids, uh, the young men, um, access to prostitutes so that they can get out of their system, right? And mm. understand how to. They groom them to be able to manage their sexuality, right? So that it's not mm. not just all they're just not all subject to their urges, right? There's, there's right. a real thoughtful process that's put in place to rate to bring people into maturity, and to bring people into adulthood. Right. It's very intentional. It's very thought out. We need more of that consciousness in our community. Right. We need a lot more consciousness. You know, one of the statistics that I that I have talked about quite often. Um, 
is that you know the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that it takes um, it takes an effort. It takes a quarter of a million dollars and it takes a quarter of a million dollars in cash to raise a child over the course of 18 years. Um, that's without college. That's um, and mm-hmm. but. What's deep is how much effort it takes. So it's usually about 50. Right. So, well, moms usually spend about 55 hours a week, and dads maybe spend about half that if they're raising children. It gets prorated across children. But really, if you were right. to outsource all the effort that it took to raise children, um, it's about $90,000 a year in effort. If you were to outsource it at $15 an hour, it's right. that much effort. So, right. so that means it's two. That means it's two million bucks in cash and effort to raise a child. Two million bucks. Mm. And so, right. right? So if we're going to do that, if we're going to, we, so we better, so every time you go and lay down, it's like, are you ready to really deal with a $2 million price tag? Because that's really what it is. Um, mm. So, but that takes strategic, long-term planning and thinking, and you cannot be subject to all of your impulses in order to do that. Right. <laughs> Exactly. That's what other communities exactly. do. They plan. They plan for the future. They plan for the next generation. And I think we need more of that right. in our community. Yeah, we, we 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 do. And 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 what it means is that is that we have to understand that it's not all about us. And and that's what I'm talking about. Like you know, I said that mm-hmm. like a lot of the things I talk about when I give my assessments and my indictments of the black male collective, I I I'm including myself in that. Now personally. I don't, uh, those things I don't do. I don't engage in those things and stuff like that. But yeah. I, as a, as a part of the black male collective, I, I'm willing to take ownership in order to make change because that's something that I believe deep in my core is that it's, it's going to, it starts with the men. It starts yeah. with the men and there can't be this hyper, hy, hypersensitivity around our inadequacies and around our, our harmful behaviors. And I think that if mm-hmm. the men as men set a different culture, <laughs> then a different culture would be set. But we have to un- mm-hmm. we have to understand where the where where the detriments are and where the and where the problems are. So much of the things that we look at as normal functional behavior are the detrimental and harmful behaviors. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And 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 and, and, mm-hmm. and that is where a lot of this dysfunction is emanating from. And that's why I said that the first thing is is a cultural shift because we need to shift the 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 the, the way we fundamentally view our women. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The way we view our women, I think it, it starts with that because it goes back to what we're talking about with hip hop and what has been ingrained and, and conditioned into the psychology of many black men. You see what I'm saying? Like yes, they'll sit there absolutely. and say things like, you know, like sisters are are the least desirable. So when mm-hmm. we say that, whose metric are who, whose metric are we using when we say sisters are the least most, are the least desirable? Because if if as a man, I desire what look like me, so they're the most desirable in my opinion. What y'all niggas talking about? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But right. then when sisters start talking about what you the, the 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 standards that they need for men, oh that's European standards, that's the white man, or oh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Now, 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 right. now she going right. by European standards now, right? These niggas don't want to be called right. out for their bullshit, man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 like you said, yeah. this behavior that that they, that they're trying that they want to defend, which only situates and orients all of us at the bottom as a group. And we at, we and that's why I said mm-hmm. that we need to be honest with ourselves and we need to get our shit together. You know what? When I watched the movie Black Panther, 
the one scene mm-hmm. that stuck out to me the most out of that entire movie was when um, T'Challa went to the ancestral plane and he told all the previous uh, kings that, that, that came before him that they were wrong. He told mm-hmm. them they were wrong. And it mm-hmm. takes strength. It takes a certain strength of character to acknowledge the flaws of not not only yourself, but of but of those whose shoes you walk in now, whose shoes you walk in presently. Mm-hmm. This thing where mm-hmm. we want to sit here and defend, uh, defend the 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 mistakes and the behaviors of of, of black men. That's like even from from the 1960s and the 19, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we just want to sit here and pretend like they was just doing everything we needed to do. And then the feminists and the white man and the government came and gave us to these women and the women just left and started doing it. That, that's not how that went. You see what I'm saying? Right. But we'll, but, right. but we'll, we'll project it onto that because we don't want to deal, deal with, with what, what the black male collective was doing. These harmful behaviors mm-hmm. that facilitated the, the 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 family dissolution and the breakdown. Mm-hmm. We normalize mm-hmm. that. We see mm-hmm. we see this this womanizing thing uh, as you know a, as normal functional masculine male behavior. And uh, as it stands right now, the very way we construct masculinity is 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 all around how indifferent we can be to the black female. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, mm-hmm. like I said, when you understand the nuances of what they're really saying, when right. you understand that, it's like right. everything, is, everything, is, everything is for us. Everything is for the male. You know, so, so if there's any sympathy, if there's any empathy, if there's any compassion, then that goes to him because he just got it so hard because of the white man and because of, and because of white supremacy. But no, it can't be like that. It has to be about both of us. You see what I'm saying? And we have to Absolutely. understand, too, is that Absolutely. the power of, uh, of the family is both, is both vested in the male and the female. And that's how, why I said there has to be a, a, a reconceptualizing of these, these terms and their applications and what they really mean. Because leadership is not synonymous with dominance. It's synonymous with, oh, with mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And Absolutely. So the, Absolutely. The, the principle of Right. The principle of sexual dimorphism dictates that, that you're bigger, you're stronger, and you're faster to serve the needs of, of, of the family and of the community, and you have to be willing to give your life in order to do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And when you walk mm-hmm. with that ethic and yeah. when you live up to that, to that mandate, now you're doing the man thing. But all this other stuff was like, you know, you, where you want to venerate pimps and, and you want to venerate Mac. No, 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 no. That's emasculated male behavior. That has nothing. That don't make you no man. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's why we have to highlight, highlight these, these differences and say what the, and say what the differences are. Yeah. Because that behavior has been normalized. Like, like, I, like, I, you know, like within our cultural ethos, we see that as manly and masculine. Like, we don't even see a right. problem with that. Right. Right. Uh, That's the thing is you can't, you can't just talk, okay. you get, you can't just talk your way into masculine, into masculinity and alpha maleness. You actually, it's actually a lived experience. And it's much mm-hmm. harder to do the work uh, to creating that lived experience than it is to just talk and disparage. And it's much, it's much more difficult to actually do it for real, for real. Right, oh, right. <laughs> it's just harder. Right, it's much takes much more discipline. Yeah, 
Right. Um, we got another caller, caller 240. I'm bringing you on. Yeah, hello? Yeah, hello. 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 Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Was, How are you? Did you have a question or comment? Yeah, I had, a, I had like a comment and a question. Okay. All right, go ahead. Well, first of all, my name is uh, Black Gladiator. I'm calling from out of Washington, D.C. Um, okay. I just wanted to say, um, when it comes to masculine and feminine energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, um, basically, because I, I, here's my comment. I know certain information is connected to propaganda, which repeats contradiction, right? So a lot of people would tell me that, you know, um, that, you know, like masculine and feminine energy is the yin and the yang, it's the polarities in the mm-hmm. two, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. But um, how 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 I see it, how I see it is just that, like, <clears throat> it could be a, it, it's not a delusion within an illusion, but... It's a lot of females that operate now psychology-wise. There's a lot of females that operate psychology-wise as a male, and the, and it's reversed for the man. The man, psychology-wise, acts like a female. So the mm-hmm. my thing is, my thing is, the question is, does does the energy both exist? Like, and when I say energy, I mean like. Does it does it exist in the fact that it's in one trait, or does it exist in the fact that it's in multiple traits? You you follow my question? Kind of. Say it not exactly. Say it again. Shorter. Okay. I apologize. Um, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. I'm just trying to. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think I think if it's succinct, it will have more clarity. Okay. So, like, when it comes to yin and the yang, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, to me, a conscious illusion, right? And what I mean by that is it's an incorrect interpretation of how we see each other. So I, I question... Okay. You know, that's why I say is information connected to propaganda that repeats contradictions. No, yin and, yin, and, yin, and, yin and yang is something that has existed in Chinese culture for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Like that's, that's about, as old I'm as the, the male and the female energy. Because when you say male and female, right. you, you know, fi goes back I'm, into male. I'm saying I'm saying masculine and feminine, but yin right. and yang is not propaganda. It's it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. It's a Chinese paradigm. So, um, so what's the question? Right, cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of lost too. But I think, I think what he may be, might be speaking to is, is the anthro, anthropomorphology of it all. I think that's what he might be talking about, like how because well, we do well, understand that. Saying, go ahead. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, what I was basically saying is, you know how you have. For an example, you know how you have uh, uh, numbers, right? And you got one mm-hmm. through nine, and then you start it over with a zero. You know, the numbers are, all numbers come from zero and go back, 
come from zero and go back to zero. You know what I'm saying? Because you got a hundred dollar bill, but it all starts from zero when you have nothing. So when I when I say that, I mean that with the <laughs> with the female and the male um male energy. I mean, not female male energy. The masculine. What you what, what you what you really saying is that. I see what you're saying. What you're really saying is that is that the male and the female are of the same substance. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I'm saying basically that I'm I'm I, I'm asking like I'm basically saying it's an incorrect it's an incorrect interpretation on how we see ourselves. And I no, I, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't say Right, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I that's yeah, you, you're basically saying what I thought you were saying. No, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, um, when we, when we like when we, when we talk about masculine and feminine energies, what we're really talking about is anthropomorphologies, the way that we assign we assign um, attributes of ourselves to energy to understand it. But when we talk, if we want to get into the scientific scientific aspect of it, we're talking about a positive and a negative charge. So you're so you're so we so the law of duality still applies if that's the case because you're going to always have a positive and a negative, but they're the same substance. They're still they're both they're, they're both energy. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So so I so like she was talking about the concept of the, of the yin and the yang. It's a, it's it's an old concept and it it originates with with human thought. You see what I'm saying? Because that's how we understand ourselves and we understand the observable phenomenon of the universe we exist in, but it's not a contradiction. Yeah. No, I, I was only you know asking that because, you know, I was only asking that because, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a mental thought, you know, a mental creation, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and what I was always, what I grew up understanding that, you know, a lot of things like this universe was created by, you know, meditation or mental powers, you know, that work through the divine. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, even science teach you that about affecting experience. Just you affect an experience just by observing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was saying right. that because, I just, like, see, but see, that's a that's a but see, that's a that's an incorrect thing what you just brought up because I I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about where where uh, this this particular this particular particle that it will. It will. It will. When you observe it, it responds. But what they what what they fail what they fail to understand is that it is your attempt of trying to observe it that causes it to respond. That causes it to to respond to you observing it. But it's not. It's, yeah, but it's not doing like, one thing. It's it's, it's, it's doing what it's always been doing. It's doing what is your your consciousness is not affecting it. It's the, it, it, it's you trying to observe it. You see what I'm saying? Because it, it, because the the the, the the instruments that you're trying to use to get to to observe that particle is making is making the particle move. It's not it's not like you just look at it and then it's moving. Up. It's doing what it's always doing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand because I I was just gonna say that uh, you know like for an example they've been studying the human body for so long that people are still in no way in touch with their bodies. I mean, for an example, if a person got a crook in their neck, mm-hmm. they don't know what you know, what body um, part to touch to get the other crook, you know, to get the crook out of their neck. You know, they don't know what part of the other body to use to touch yeah. to get the crook out of their neck. You know what I mean? So I was only saying that in, in an effect of that because, like, when you look at it, um, 
It's just like it's just like it's just like uh about it's just it's just I mean how I see uh, it. Uh yeah, yeah, we we get what you're saying. Thanks for your call, brother. Thanks. All right, yeah, you, you kinda he all over I don't know what you're talking about. All right, uh Ryan, <laughs> we we down to the last eight minutes, man. What some of these people be calling for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like the third that's like the third strange call we done got on the show. I don't know what he's talking about. But um so she didn't through the whole conversation off. <laughs> we down to the last uh we down to the last seven minutes. All right, so um now we is black love dead? I would say I would say no. I would say it's not dead, but I do think it can be dead if if certain things aren't done to to reverse the trends that we see, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I mean, when you look at mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the you know the, the swirling movement, when you look at um, this this online gender war, um, I mean it's bleak. It can really be you know it can really be bleak because I you know I have sons yeah. and I have daughters and and my hope and expectation for them would be that they would find. Um, you know that they would they would find find mates that they could build a family with and and, and you know uh, build lives with and 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 have you know children and grandchildren and, and stuff like that. Like that's that's why I started my family so early because that's something that I always wanted. I didn't want. I made a conscious decision not to. You know, I didn't want a blended family because I saw the dysfunction that that can come with that. Because you know, like I was a part of a mm-hmm. blended family. And I I saw I saw the dysfunction from that, so it's something that I didn't want, and I just wanted that you know that that stable, um, functional you know functional home life. But uh, mm-hmm. what would be your prognosis, um, Veronica, on the situation that exists between um, black men and black women as it relates to black love? Um, you know, I just think that we are going to have to become far more introspective and uh, and and turn far of our attention inward. We have to understand that we've been driven insane in this society and until we heal ourselves, like love can't exist in a, in a pool of insanity. They just can't it just can't coexist. Right? It can't exist in a pool of crazy. So we have right. to, we're going to have to deal with our own crazy. And, mm. and the fact that it's a shouting match across the genders should let us know that we're crazy, right? Uh, right. The, the, no, very few other cultures act like we do. <laughs> um, mm. So I think we have to get really clear that we need to do some really deep looking inward and really get clear about, because the only right. way through this is, is through an, it's an inside-out job. Because mm-hmm. love is um, love is a vibration. It's a frequency. It's a way of operating, and and mm-hmm. and it's action. And so we have to begin to deconstruct all the things in our nature, in our culture, that are not of love. Everything mm-hmm. that's not of right. love, we need to be deconstructing that. So right. it is often very easy to look out and say, "Hey, it's you over there, and it's you over there," um, but it, it's really going to take some inner some inner game work. And I think without right. that, we're just going to continue 
to build buildings on really shaky, screwed up foundations. We have got right. to get right. the foundation right. We have got to get the foundation right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, what about what about you, Kenya? What's your final thoughts on on it? Do you think black is black love dead? Can it can it make it through? Can it survive? I don't think black love is dead because people are engaging in black love all the time. It's not most of us, but it's some of us. So you know, it can work. I think that we need to think about the fact that. Um, black people are so magnanimous with everybody else, every other kind of people, um, but not with each other. You know, we we need right. to forgive each other. We we spend a lot of time on the blame game, but we need to get over that and get to the solutions part and, and not require everybody to shoulder the blame. You know what I'm saying? There are things that, you know, women want men to be accountable for and, and men want women to be accountable for. And there is a there's a time and a place to talk about that, only in the respect that you cannot get to the root of a problem if you don't know and acknowledge what the cause was. But I yeah. mean it honestly seems like some people are waiting, even though there are people who are interested in uniting, are interested in black love and black <laughs> unity and restoration of the black family structure. They are focusing on all the people who don't care one way or another. And I just think the like-minded people who are ready to level up need to, you know, deal with each other and talk these issues out and, you know, come mm-hmm. up with a new black excellence and teach it to each other and to our children and move forward. And the people who don't care about black love one way or another, you know, just leave them behind. Even uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Garvey and... Turner and Harriet Tubman, they all they all basically said, you know, everybody is not going to be interested in, in what we're trying to do. So we can either just mm-hmm. kill them or we can leave them behind. I'm not suggesting anybody start busting caps. All I'm saying is that the people who agree and are like-minded, you know, we need to believe in black love and teach it to the future generations. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I agree. And um, you know, it was a it was a, a great discussion, um, Veronica. She brought up a lot of good points. She gave a lot of insight on um, on Thank the inner workings of of trauma and behavioral patterns and the way those things can be formed and solidified. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's been this this week's episode of the Great Liberators Radio Show. Is Black Love Dead? Um, you can catch us on at uh, on Facebook at the Great Liberators, our YouTube page uh, at the Great Liberators, and right here on the Blog Talk site at the Great Liberators. So make Black America America great again. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Great Liberators, host. Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.